Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. We want to explore today a question that many of you may have asked more than once about something that seems to happen periodically to all of us. The kind of life experience that we're referring to goes something like this. You enjoy a particularly wonderful day where everything seems to come up roses and you find yourself exceedingly happy. Then, within the next day or two or three, you get up in the morning like you've been run over by a Mack truck. Or it could be more like an experience of rejoicing that you finally made a breakthrough that you've been diligently working on. And then shortly after the joyous occasion, something goes haywire for a bit. When it happens, it may seem like the good news, bad news shuffle. So in case you've been wondering what this is all about, we've decided to devote this episode to exploring why all heck broke loose after your joyous celebration. You already know that this universe is all energy. We talk about this all the time. Everything in it is energy. You probably know that this universe is made up of two-ness, duality. Down to the subatomic particles, there's positive and negative, yin and yang, like the old mint commercial, two, two, two mints in one. <laughs> we experience it as in the world as what goes up must come down, or karmically, what goes around comes around Energy is often interpreted as vibration. We see it when we pluck a guitar string or feel it when we tap a tuning fork as we hold the handle. The energy moves from one pole to the other and back over and over. So it's no surprise that what we experience of life here in this world made of two-ness or polarity always has its ups and downs, good times and bad. But what makes the downside of things more apparent shortly after a real upside? This is part of the process of all healing. As all healing is, that which has been previously divided, returning to its original undivided wholeness, we experience that moment of experiencing the undivided as the upside and joyous celebration. And then in time, we become aware of all that had previously kept us from the experience of wholeness and happiness surfacing in our mind for us to release. When we do that successfully, then we complete that particular cycle of healing. That moment or hour or a whole time period of great joy or even ecstatic happiness is our experience of contacting the limitless eternity of spirit. Although it is always there within each of us to access at any time, 
we consciously and unconsciously choose to remember to do so or not. If we ignore our inner eternal life for too long, we forget that it even exists. We become increasingly more absorbed in the pain and suffering of the world or the temporary relief from that and pine for a time when we could finally be happy. In our desire to find happiness somewhere, sometime, somehow, we neglect the real source of never-ending happiness that lives within us. Those experiences that you have that may be so much more joyous than most other experiences you have had in your life are from the times when you opened up yourself to that which is always within you. When you believe that your happiness depends on someone or something outside of you, you may often misinterpret that blissful glimpse into the eternal that may happen when you are with a particular person or doing certain things as coming from that person or that thing or that doing. Like a drug addict, you might even seek to another fix when you seem to come down from that high into a more routine experience. Yet, when you turn your awareness inward to the limitless, you begin to realize that it was your own openness to that eternal life within you that allowed you to experience that joy when you saw that particular person or did that particular thing. In a sense, when you are pleased with yourself, you open inwardly to the spirit that you are, and when you are not pleased with yourself, you slam that door shut. Some people may even start to wait for that other shoe to drop the moment they experience any kind of great happiness. This is due to their memory of the times they misinterpreted that all heck broke loose after they had a joyous celebration. Some young couples may have experienced their first argument the day after a most joy-filled wedding. If they examine what really happened to them during such a happy time, they might discover that the unpleasant or even painful experience was due to them not realizing the depth and enormity of healing they were going through because of such joy. They jointly opened up, perhaps more than ever, to the eternal treasures of life within the power of unbridled celebration and weren't prepared for the cleansing of their past wounds. The greater the love between two people, the deeper the healing reaches. So, when all heck does break loose in your life following a period or even a moment of great happiness, ground yourself, find your center, and be aware that it isn't what it might appear to be at first. Don't see it as the other shoe dropping or what was so good suddenly going bad. It's actually a continuation of the enormous healing that you are undergoing. After you experience celebrating the new and wonderful, there will come a time to release old wounds that have no purpose any, anymore for your life. Rather than getting up in arms about that or being afraid that you are losing what you've just gained, know with certainty that this is your golden opportunity to let go of your old suffering and continue to create your joy-filled new life. It's most important to not allow yourself to get stuck regretting what already happened, which is the past, and create your present anew. Well, 
I have a great example of that. <laughs> and I knew it even though uh, I definitely didn't know how it was going to all play out, but I knew this was about to happen. Well, a few weeks ago, I was taking care of establishing my various um, health resources since I felt that I was in my best health in a while. In a matter of a couple months, I went from gimping around with one minor physical challenge or another to being able to power walk nonstop for over five miles and then go for more than a half a mile of swimming laps in our yet unheated chilly pool (laughs) to cool off. I had more energy and plenty of creativity to work pretty much seven days a week as usual. (laughs) Which is what we both do. (laughs) Everything was lining up beautifully and we finally found a good dentist in our new area and had a good checkup. Well, I had three out of my four impacted wisdom teeth pulled years ago by a brave dentist in Ashland, Oregon, willing to take me on without anesthesia, just local Novocaine injection. It was a three and a half hour marathon for him with <laughs> chisel and saw and hammer and pliers. <laughs> I, I look more like a construction zone. At times, I was sure he was going to put his boot heel on my jaw to get more leverage to extract those teeth. It was quite educational and almost entertaining. And probably a little painful. (laughs) Well, I didn't feel that much pain. It was just a lot of tugging and pulling and banging and all kinds of stuff. Well, needless to say, he won the war, but not the battles. He was exhausted and drenched in sweat by the end of his ordeal. My ordeal, on the other hand, wasn't that bad. I mean, yeah, I was sore for a few days. But unfortunately for me, the dentist sold his practice shortly after that and never got around to taking out my final wisdom tooth, which he saved for last since it was obviously the most difficult extraction. Well, since then, I consulted with each new local dentist that we had, but no one was qualified or willing to do that kind of extraction. They all wanted to refer me to an oral surgeon to do that deed. Well, being old and decrepit (laughs) and having had five near-death experiences and several major surgeries, I wasn't too keen on getting under the, you know, getting put under with anesthesia, general anesthesia, with a tube down my throat unless it was a last-ditch effort or something. So... I waited until I could find a dentist who didn't blink an eye about just pulling the last tooth out with a pair of pliers. Well, (laughs) our new dentist didn't blink her eye about extracting my last impacted wisdom tooth, but she wouldn't go for the the, uh, doing it with a pair of pliers while I looked on awake. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But she would be happy to do it with me under IV sedation rather than general anesthesia. Well, I felt that the stars finally aligned for me to take care of that last wisdom tooth. I asked her to keep the wisdom, you know, for me to keep the wisdom (laughs) and lose just the tooth (laughs) to make more space in my dainty mouth. Well, you know, Raphael's 
kind of smirking right now, but <laughs> a former dentist described my mouth as small. <laughs> Raphael doesn't agree. <laughs> Most people don't. <laughs> True that. <laughs> I knew that after this oral surgery, some other shoe would drop. I knew that going in. But it, I felt very good about how the, you know, it was going to turn out. I went into surgery celebrating my good fortune and the opportunity to take a step in being healthier overall. And I came out happy after the surgery. How can you not under all that sedation? <laughs> I read all the post-op instructions several times and made sure, you know, I was very careful <clears throat> to follow everything. Well, there was a bit more than what I remember from my previous just straight on extractions, because this was actual surgery after all. Okay, so everything looked dandy until about an hour after Raphael brought me home. I'll spare you of all the gory details, but the bleeding that should have slowed down to a trickle within at most three hours of biting down on cotton pads kept getting worse for over six hours when Raphael finally got a call back from the dentist. I don't think the dentist actually heard Raphael tell her how much blood I lost by then. (laughs) But she gave a new set of instructions, which we followed. And even though the dentist said it should be all fine within half an hour, or at most an hour, I kept bleeding for over three hours more. But... The good news, it finally did stop. Yep, the other shoe dropped within an hour of my celebration. (laughs) But wait, there's more. The next morning, I felt quite a bit better. Everything looked quite a bit better. I was healing quite well. Now, more on schedule, it seems. Okay, I forgot to mention that there was another little twist in this story. The morning of the surgery, I woke up with a flare-up of gout. Yikes. That's the old and decrepit part. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to take care of healing myself from that along with the surgery. Ah, I didn't know which was worse. (laughs) Then after a couple of days, mostly getting better all the way around, all heck did break loose all over again on the third and fourth days when things were supposed to be getting much better, according to the instructions. But what was that about? What most people might have assumed were just the aftermath of surgery and sedation and the recovery process of the body. I knew quite well that this was far deeper and greater healing for me than just having a tooth pulled. In a sense, you could say that What heretofore had impacted my wisdom was let loose, and the aftermath was a few days of intensive review, forgiveness, and releasing of past regrets, fears, blame, and pretty much whatever else was buried in that portion and and where the wisdom tooth physically was impacted and everything. (sighs) Ah. That stuff buried, in a sense, my wisdom in pain. Fortunately, I had one of the best healers I know on speed dial. (laughs) 
<laughs> Raphael gave me a series of healings to help me through the particularly rough patches. That's certainly the blessing of all healers who come to lend a psychic hand and compassion to those who are struggling in dark and stormy nights. One of the things I wanted to add to this story is that um, it's something I didn't know about, and maybe some of you could use this information at some time or another. But when you have uh, bleeding in your mouth that's not stopping and you can't get to a dentist that night to do whatever, you can get a black tea bag that has the tannin. Black tea has tannin in it and put it on the open wound in your mouth and just hold it there and it will eventually stop the bleeding. And you have to bite on, bite bite down on, on it. it. Yeah. It was kind of amazing. Yeah. It took like about a, three hours. but <laughs> folk, Nice folk remedy there. Yeah. I guess it's supposed to constrict the blood vessels and, and make the bleeding less and less until it stops bleeding. Yeah. But all in all, that series of days was what we call a growth period. And I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit more about that <laughs> in the rest of the show because that's what we're talking about. Something amazing happens and then something seems to fall apart. In, in, on some levels, that's kind of like the duality of this world. You know, you take the good along with the bad. That's an old cliche, but... You know, that's what we all experience. But when you some when you start to look at some of what that bad is, isn't really bad. It's just you getting out of old energy. And it's kind of amazing when you discover this. Yeah, and it's like surfers. All surfers know, you know, waves go up and waves go down, <laughs> whatever it is called, you know, yeah. cresting in the valley and all that. And for them to surf, the surfer has to kind of stay neutral. If they try to, you know, climb up or climb down or just force themselves to try to do control the wave, it's not going to work. The wave is way bigger, way more powerful, the whole bit. It's going to knock them right to the bottom but of the ocean the, floor. Yeah, if the surfer could maintain neutrality, they go right down the middle. That's right. Well, we're coming up on our first break, and we wanted to invite you to join us for our next teleclass coming up on Saturday, June 12th. That's in two Saturdays, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. It's in this fun and transformation, transformative teleclass. We'll teach you how to feel the love, energy work to help you be happier. Learn to find the love that is always within your inner psychic self. Share it and be a happier you. For all the details, go to our June events calendar section at michaeltamora.com. And this is for our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series, by the way. So the again, the um, theme of that week is Feel the Love Energy Work to Help You Be Happier. If you have any questions about any of our events or to sign up, just call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours Pacific time, Monday to Friday. We will be right back to continue with our subject for the week, Why All Heck Broke Loose After Your Joyous Celebration. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. And for those of you who are joining us just now, we've been exploring the sometimes confusing experience of why all heck seems to break loose shortly after you've had a joyous celebration. I have so many examples of this, and I promise you it won't be as graphic as Michael's (laughs) extraction. (laughs) But I have to say, in that experience, that was the most blood I've ever seen in one place. Holy moly. Well, what about the joyous celebration? How about um, if... Have any of you ever been swimming in the ocean with wild dolphins? That's one of the experiences we've had over and over again over the years because we love those dolphins. They're so intelligent and so playful, and they love to communicate. And if you get in the water enough with them, you get to know the individuals, which is kind of cool. Michael even had um, Mama and Papa bring a baby over to him yeah, one introductions. time. It was great. And the baby came right up and tapped his mask. Well, we have a little saying about uh, swimming with dolphins. Usually we do it with a group. It's best to have a group of people ex- experiencing the dolphins because it's such a big energy. And the dolphins are great healers just in their playfulness, but also sometimes they actually are aware that humans need healing and they sometimes do little rituals and things that will help bring up your spirit. But anyone who swims with these dolphins, um, when the, let's say, I'm not going to say the other shoe drops, when the growth period, because that's what we're talking about Mm -hmm. here, when the growth period hits is usually about, I would say, two to three hours after you get out of the water. (laughs) And how we managed this with our groups when we went out um, was we would take them, as many of them that wanted to anyway, to a local restaurant uh, in the area where we had uh, been swimming with the dolphins. And while we're waiting for the food, because this particular restaurant we like to go to, the service is a little slow, but it's great food. 
and everybody starts to simmer off. And you can just see it's almost like there's still a little bit in the ocean, but also there's, because of the vibrations of the dolphins and how they heal, the energy starts to just pour out of everybody. And there's two aspects to it. One is we call it being endolphinated. (laughs) It's our funny word because it's sort of a blissful experience. And then the other is sort of a crash afterwards because it's so blissful that you almost don't want to come down from it. And some people get really hooked on going to the dolphins. But what we were talking about earlier was really about knowing that even though when you go to the dolphins, you can have this blissful experience, you have that inside of you already. And as you clear out your space more and become more of who you are, you have access to this without necessarily swimming with the dolphins. Yeah, and because all of that, all healing works, even if it's seemingly from the outside, like being endolphinated by all, I mean, they put out so much of this kind of different kinds of energy that literally it's, you can feel the vibration coming at you. And, and they have fun with it. But uh, what it triggers is the wholeness that you already are, that's within you as the being that you are. And the more you start to become aware of, oh, you know, so often in our mind we might be thinking, oh, I'm not good enough, I did this wrong, I'm messed up, and I don't even have a job, da, 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 or I don't know if I'm going to make it uh, to pay the rent this month. All those kinds of thoughts come up, and they're, most people will take them very, very seriously because, hey, <laughs> if I can't pay the rent, <laughs> where am I going to live? Am I going to have enough food? All those things. They're serious things, but if you take them seriously, you get swallowed up in that energy instead of turning within yourself to recognize, wait a minute, who are you really? Ah, You're this limitless, immortal soul, completely creative. And creatures like dolphins, have a way they they remind us and dogs remind us too every day if you anybody who has had a dog everyone says you know a dog is a man's best friend why because they know to offer you their love unconditionally and that starts to hit you inside so it's not the dog that makes you feel so great no it's a dog giving you that space and permission to experience that unconditional love that's already inside of you, just like it's inside of that dog, just like it's inside of that dolphin. Every one of us expresses this differently. That's why, you know, it's a little different experience to to receive that communication of unconditional love from a dog versus a dolphin. Very, very different experience, but it's the same inside of you. It it gets to the same wholeness, the spirit you are. And it just reminds you. It's like somebody tapping you on the shoulder gently and saying, hey, remember, this 
joyous happiness. This total lovingness is inside of you. So this is why certain people that in your life that you immediately, the minute you're with them, you feel this love. You feel this joyousness. You feel happy. You feel comfortable, at peace. It's not because of that person. Well, that person has a lot to do with reminding you of this. And that's really what spiritual teaching, spiritual, all spiritual growth is really about, is reminding yourself what's already within you. And so when, whether it's a dolphin or a dog or a cat or anybody that reminds you, oh yeah, your happiness is already inside of you. Because the experience we call happiness or joy or ecstasy even is, is just this massive power of limitlessness that's within our own being. We forget that all the time because we get drawn into all the drama and the trauma of life in this physical world. So this is why we have techniques like meditation to bring us back. Way better than a coffee break. (laughs) Uh, Oh, a reminder. Oh, yes. I'm not this total chaos. I'm not even this pain that I'm going through. So when we enter into this, you know, once you have, a, you tap into that a little bit and you have even a momentary, momentary experience of joy, great joy, happiness. Oh, wow. I, I mean, this is, I mean, this is awesome. You've probably experienced that at some time where you ended up in some awe-inspiring place in the world. You know, you're at the edge of the Grand Canyon or, or on top of Mount Everest or whatever it is, and you're just going, whoa. <laughs> it doesn't have to last forever. All it, all it takes is one moment, a glimpse, a touch-in with that power of spirit within you. And your life is transformed. It's the aftermath of that that we call a growth period or the other shoe dropping or all heck breaking loose after the celebration. So no matter how short or long the celebration was, what happens afterwards? The more powerful that celebration was, no matter how long it lasts, the more profound and powerful the aftermath is going to be where you start to let go of the old stuff that you used to believe in in the past that restricted you, limited you in some way. That's the pain you kept. That's the suffering that you've endured because you were believing in some kind of a lie that said, this is what you're supposed to do. You know, you're supposed to bear the suffering and pain alone, isolated from everything, and, and you know, hide into your own little uh, cave like a, like a wounded animal and, and lick your wounds by yourself and don't let anybody come close to you. All that kind of nonsense. We can't heal ourselves that way. 
With a wounded wild animal, they'll find that shelter where they could physically be alone so that they don't have to fight more with, you know, I mean, there's a lot of prey out there. And if, if you're wounded and you're bleeding and uh, other wild animals smell that blood, it says, oh, goody, goody, you're my dinner tonight. <laughs> well, the same thing kind of happens on a more mental, emotional, psychological levels with humans, right? Even though we're not quite in that type of <laughs> societal environment, except in certain places, if you're wounded, physically wounded, you know, chances are somebody's not going to come and try to bite your head off. Huh. They might even come and help you because you're obviously injured. But we're not talking about that kind of a wound. We're talking about something that's deeper. Physical wounds, sooner or later, it's done. The healing. The healing, or even even if it doesn't ever get well uh, to the level you'd like it to be, it's it's not something that, you know, it's going to last forever. But a psychic wound lasts until you can heal yourself of that. Huh. And that's why those kinds of things carry over from one lifetime to another. You bring it back with you if you didn't take care of it in the lifetime in which you incurred that injury. But is it a real injury? No. It's something we decide it is, and we're not willing to let go of it. Huh. So what happens when, when the other shoe drops, when the growth period hits, when the, what we would call the unpleasantness, the pain, the suffering, the negativity. But that's all from the past. It's the stuff that we already had within us that we were keeping because we're afraid. We, we don't want to let it go because we've already been through it once, so I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> because when it goes, I mean, when it comes out in our mind, it feels, looks, tastes, smells, sounds the exact same as when I went in. <laughs> if it hurt going in, it hurts coming out. And so we're sometimes bound and determined not to let it out because I've already been through this once. I don't want to go through it again. Ah, but the difference when you've already been through it once, it's in the past. It's done with. When you let it out, you're just letting it out for air to let it go. You don't have to solve it. You're not afraid of it. You could just even laugh about it. Then it just leaves and you're free. But that's the scary part. Huh. And that's why in fear, if we resist it, oh, no, 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 I don't want to go through this again. I don't want to feel that ever again. Look at how many people have that joyous celebration of falling in love like you've never before just heads over heels and you are just like mm -hmm. on cloud 
you know, nine plus. <laughs> and open to a lot, sometimes telepathically with that person. Yeah, and, and you start having communication like you never had before. <laughs> and it's just everything's coming up roses. And then sooner or later, right, in this world, sooner or later, if nothing else happens, if, if you still have this blissful life together, one of you is going to die. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way it is. Ah, you might feel like I can't go through that. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna love again. I'm never gonna allow someone to love me again because that hurts too much when you lose it. Ah, uh, that's not true. But it's it's a lie. But when you're going through it, it's unbearable. So you close down. Now, when this thing happens when all heck breaks loose after the joyous celebration you have to let the pain out don't jump into it don't try to solve it don't resist it in any way you have to let it out air it out and turn yourself within to the wholeness you're not broken you didn't lose anything that love and that joyousness isn't gone. It's just a little eclipsed with the dark clouds of pain and past suffering that starts to surface in the healing process. You just have to let it go. And when you let those clouds pass, oh, the sun is still there. You just couldn't see it while the dark clouds, the storm clouds were covering it. That's all that makes it look and feel and smell and taste and sound serious, painful, and terrible. But it's not. You let it pass by, and the sun is still there. You are still there. That love is still there. It sure is. Well, our second break is coming up. And I wanted to remind you that Michael's award-winning book, You Are the Answer, makes a wonderful gift for someone seeking his or her sole purpose. It's available from Amazon as well as through our office. Also, for any of you who would like to go further on your spiritual path, self-healing and or psychic development, we have all kinds of teleclasses, courses, all-day seminars and retreats available to purchase and download. You can find many of the titles and descriptions by clicking on the Download Audio tab in the Events menu section of michaeltamora.com or by calling our office and speaking to our wonderful assistant, Noel at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours. We'll be right back with you shortly and continue with Why All Heck Broke Loose After Your Joyous Celebration. We will return soon. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. 
transformational, incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer, the award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. We're back, and it's wonderful to have you with us today. We'll get right on with our topic today, why all heck broke loose after your joyous celebration. I wanted to talk about a couple different ones that I experience and have watched a lot of people experience. One is, as you all know, I give clairvoyant readings um, and the sessions I give are two hours. They're pretty in-depth and I always, always give a healing, even when i I'm more doing the talking and and, uh, talking about what I'm seeing. Um, Some of my readings actually focus on the healing only, and it's uh, spiritual healing where energy is being moved. Well, anytime I have a particularly deep healing that I give someone and I see they're, they're really having it, they've received the healing, and they're going for it and starting to release a lot of energy, I always give them the talk. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and the talk is, how do you take care of that growth period? How do you handle the growth period of releasing so many things? Sometimes it's releasing childhood stuff or trauma or whatnot, uh, past life stuff. A lot of past life stuff that people carry around, they don't don't even know is affecting them. Anyway, when when we get to the end of the reading, the talk is when you go through a very obvious healing, such as what I'm giving you or what another healer might give you, it's very, very important that you give yourself the time and space to get through it, to uh, process what you've been given, because it takes sometimes several weeks to finish processing everything from a healing. So here are the some of the things that I talk about. One is to be kind to yourself. And to be kind to others. You know, practicing kindness all around is a really good thing when you're releasing energy. Give yourself a break if, you get, if you're get if you feeling like you're really grumpy. Um, or you get a little teary-eyed and, and don't think you're losing control or anything like that. It's okay. It's just energy releasing. Let it, let it process through. Let yourself have your normal emotions. Um, but also with the body, eat proper food. Take a walk in nature. Uh, stay away from alcohol and caffeine and things that are a little harsh on the body, at least during this time period, so that you can really 
you know, bring that healing all the way into the depths, including uh, whatever you are hanging on to in your, on your body. I've had many, many clients thank me for giving them this advice because it was like a lot of times when the reading is over, they're very, very happy and high and, and in that golden sparkly space. And then, you know, a day or two later, or maybe in the afternoon after that reading, the growth period starts. And it feels like a crash. <laughs> it feels like a crash, but it's not really. And it's very, very similar. And I know all of you, there's probably not too many people in the audience who haven't experienced this. And that is what Michael was talking about. When you lose someone, when someone close to you dies, here's my psychic observation about that. Because I've gone through it enough times, I got to watch myself and then a lot of my clients. Yes, there's all the, let's say, images and energy and connections you had with that person that come up and that you're grieving about losing. And that is very normal. What a lot of people don't know is when you have a a hit of a big loss, especially if it's sudden, like someone who's died in a car crash or something like that, what happens with their friends and family and people around them that are left behind is every loss they've ever had Mm -hmm. comes up to the surface. And it can seem like that grief is worse, the worst thing you've ever, ever experienced. But it's not just because that person died. It's because you're opening up to releasing everything that has hurt you in the past on on this depth and level. So when you go through this, let yourself grieve. Surround yourself with people, hug a lot, you know, validate the body because the body gets all weirded out about death. And so it should because it's part of this world. Um, But let yourself have the time and space to release all the other stuff. So if, if someone dies suddenly, you might... Be bringing up the loss of a dog you had when you were four years old. Mm-hmm. And it just it just devastated you as a child because you didn't know how to handle a loss like that. You were just getting here, so to speak. Yeah. And it goes the other way. If your dog dies, and it could bring up the loss of your mother when you were four. You That's know, and right. The dog dies when you're 40 or whatever the case might be. And it's not just about death, physical death. It's about breakups. It's about when you get dumped <laughs> or or you decide this is not a healthy relationship and you have to break off the relationship, even though you know you still love the person. It's just you can't live with that person. And so lots of different things happen. Or even, even in a work situation where you finally found a job, a career that you absolutely love, you just look forward to every morning to get to work and everything. And then the business goes bankrupt or something happens and it seems like a major loss. These things always happen. But you have to you have to be able to look at, oh yeah, when something like hap- that happens, that is just a instigating incident. What does it bring up in your mind from the past? that you haven't attended to, you haven't worked through, you haven't resolved for yourself from before. And a lot of times, childhood stuff comes up because when you're a child, you don't know how to resolve a lot of it. You don't have the life experience yet. And 
and the wisdom to go, oh, put things in perspective. You just have that intense experience of whatever, and you have no clue why it happened. (laughs) And so it's not until later on when something triggers that same thing in your mind does it come back up to your awareness. Until then, it's long buried, forgotten, and you didn't even know you had that kind of an experience sometimes. But when it comes out, boy, just like Raphael said, it might have been. My pet guinea pig just died, but the grief is just just beyond, you know, bearable. What's going? What's that about? Oh, well, what just happened might be uh, your current pet big, guinea pig died, or or you lost your friend to moving out of state, or something like that. Or a friend turns her back on you. Yeah, <laughs> or just says, "Hey, you know, we're we're yeah, going you. different ways." <laughs> get, Ouch. Get, yeah, <laughs> out of my life. And so whatever happens and you experience it as a loss, then it triggers all this other's loss that you haven't attended to. And all that grief comes up, all that heartache, all that stuff comes up. But earlier in the last segment, I was talking about, oh, sometimes, so many times, a person in reaction to all that pain says, I'm never going to love again, or I'm never going to allow anybody to come close to me again because... The loss is way too too horrible. It's too painful. I don't think I can go through this again. Well, guess what, folks? You never lose it. It's always there. It's always, always there. And it's just all the pain, the past pain, the past trauma, the past emotions that's just blowing up out of you like a geyser. And that's actually a good thing. It's a, it's a thing for celebration because you're healing. As long as you don't just get all tangled up in it, you start to wrestle it to the ground again and try to control it and try to fix it and try to solve it and the whole bit. Oh, if you just let it be and let it go, it's going to be probably the finest healing that you've ever had. And when you get on the other side of it, you're going to find, wow. Boy, that was tough, but where I am now, I would go through it again and again to be where I am now. So that's that's the part we wanted to address in this show today because, because that is so, so important, especially now. If you look into the world today, in a lot of very, what you might consider to be not only painful, but horrific things are going on. And ridiculous. (laughs) And then insane, ridiculous things are going on. Mm -hmm. But is it more than ever before? It looks like that because we're all undergoing an enormous time of transformation, enormous time of really profound healing. And it's not like one healing treatment you get, you know. No, it's ongoing. And it's going to be ongoing for a long, probably longer than most of our lives. Okay, so we're in it for the long haul. And what you're seeing, especially the more negative, horrific things happening in the world, that's all the ancient stuff, old stuff, just pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. You'll see some people fighting at tooth and nail and trying to, fix it all and push it down other people 
just becoming the effect of it and not being knowing what to do about it. But the most important thing first is to reestablish your space individually in the present and realize I'm looking at the past, all the past karma, all the past pain coming out in the world. Where would I like to be now? It's, this is a time of new creativity. Dig down deep inside of yourself and use your imagination and create something fundamentally different. Something new. Something, what was it? Something new, something blue, something used. Yeah. <laughs> create something. Something new that you would like to see in your life. You would like to experience. How would you like to experience? Well, what is it that you would like to experience now? This is what you've experienced in the past. It could have been very painful. But how about today? How about right here, right now? What would you like to experience? Wouldn't you like to experience great joy? Wouldn't you like to experience peace? Wouldn't you like to experience overflowing love? Yeah. I'd go for those. So that's up to you to create anew. Don't stay stuck in what's already past. We have it as memory, fine, but it's already past. It's done. Let's create something new. So this is part of the theme of this period of global history and, and evolution. So this is something that each and every one of us has to start with from within our own selves, within our own lives, and then we can collaborate, cooperate with each other and hold hands and go, okay, you got yours going, I got mine going, we can together bring this more forth collectively. But it has to start from within each of us. Because if it if we don't, we're not going to be able to put it out there. Yes, and one of the things I thought might be a good suggestion for you, um, especially those who have been listening for a while, but also hello to all of you who are new to us. Um, on our website, michaeltamura.com, we use his name only because mine has nine letters and would be way too long. <laughs> it's Michael Tamura, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T-A-M-U-R-A.com. And when you get to the front page, to the right, you will see a, a tab that says free stuff. You click on that and go to audio, and we have a free spiritual toolkit, which is a little two-hour workshop Michael taught and um, gives all our basic tools, and like grounding, centering yourself, being in the center of your head, running the earth in cosmic energy, bringing your aura in, filling up with gold suns, and all the things that we've talked about over many of our radio shows. So I highly recommend that for those of you going through a growth period, because I forgot to mention when I, was, uh, uh, when I told you about giving the talk to my readies, part of that is meditate. If you have a way to do that, uh, either the way we teach it or any other way that or method that you use, meditating is a great way to get yourself through that releasing of energy, finding your center, just letting all that energy go out of your space. All right. So we're at the 
getting to the end of our show, and we certainly appreciate you joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed it and gained valuable insights and healing. Be sure to join us for our fun and illuminating next episode next Wednesday on Happiness Hacks. Find out what happiness is, where it comes from, and what you can do to have it more often. Remember, too, to join us for our next teleclass on Saturday, June 12th, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time, and learn to do energy work to help you be happier and feel the love. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.